guys, welcome to episode eight of uh, the Brotherhood Podcast and continuing the conversation. Um, as always, we just ask, um, or we, I would just say, just we're thankful for the support we've gotten, um, and we ask you just share it and grow this organically, not not for our own sake or for th- this church or any church, but just in, in Christ's name uh, to, to grow and drive each other to be better. Um, the next thing is the next breakfast is going to be October fourteenth. So go ahead and uh, register. The links in the description, and uh, let's see how many guys we can get there. Again, just to push each other and just um, kind of tackle different concepts of con- concepts of life. Um, but this week, let's hop into it. We got uh, leaving a legacy, and so this topic is one that I'm actually um, it's pretty fascinating. I think when you when you really dig into it, and uh, one thing I think as we start off is I was reading something yesterday about um, from Hemingway. And it says, every man's life comes to an end. It's only the details of how he lived and how he died that distinguish us from one from another. And I think, obviously it's from Hemingway, but I think the best example here, hands down, would be Jesus. Um, and it's, it's notably, obviously, how he died. <clears throat> and obviously how he lived. That's all, that's all the, just the impact he left. So, so I got uh, Logan and Mark Hesser. And so I'm excited to get to, I, sh- I don't know you guys as well as I should. So I, I've honestly got really look forward to this conversation. Um, but yeah, so go ahead and start off, whoever wants to go first, but just throw us uh, maybe who you are, where your roots are, all that good stuff. Well, <clears throat> I'm Mark uh, Hessert. Uh, we moved to uh, Greenville in 1991. I worked, uh, just retired a year and a half ago from uh, ECU Athletics. I worked at the Pirate Club for 30 years, so real involved in, know a lot of people through that. Obviously, that's a, a passion of uh, Pirate fans uh, around the state for sure, and into Virginia and South Carolina as well. Uh, in advance of getting ready to retire, I got my real estate uh, license, so I'm working with uh, Aldridge and Sutherland uh, doing that. So right now, just to you know, a get out of the house and b stay out of trouble. So, um, but um, anyhow, we moved here. Uh, Logan at the time was two. Uh, he was born in Akron, Ohio. Worked at the uh, University of Akron in athletics there for for six years. Uh, Originally, and this is kind of famous for people in Greenville because we have a, such a little league baseball culture here, but grew up in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. That's my hometown. Okay. Hold the phones. I didn't know you're from Akron, Ohio. You would not know by my accent. Dude, I, I was born in Medina, Ohio. I went to school really Akron. Nice. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm a zip, man. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So, so, anyways, I didn't I didn't know this. Again, Small shame world. on me. Like I said, yeah. I didn't I didn't, I didn't know, you guys, know you guys better. So, yeah. So, how about you, man? Yep. So, like Dad said, we came here in 91, um, um, which explains my southern accent and not, yep. uh, you know, <laughs> an accent from Ohio necessarily. But... Um, I work in commercial construction here locally with Hudson Brothers Construction Company. Um, I'm an estimator primarily is my role and um, have a wife and three children. We've been married for seven years and we have twins that are three, boy, girl, and a five-year-old named Riley. So, okay. Yeah. It's funny about accents. My, uh, my daughter's just asking how come she doesn't have a southern accent. And my wife and I are both, we're both from Ohio. We're like... <laughs> You got an accent, you just don't, you don't, you don't sound like it, you know, but she wants, she's dying to have a Southern accent. So she's going to start incorporating some y'alls and stuff. It'll probably sound like totally inorganic and silly. So you guys talked about leaving a legacy. You had a lot of notes, you had 14 pages of notes. So I think the first thing is to tee off with is what do you want to talk about that, uh, 
that you well, might not, that you, you might know, not have got to. To me, I think uh, you know recently we've had like probably one of the longest series of sermons at, at our church ever. Mm-hmm. It was like twelve parts, I believe. But really, the last three, uh, I went back and re-listened to them because yeah. it was talking about Jacob's uh, journey where God renamed him Israel, and just so many things um, in those sermons just struck home about, you know, our heritage and, um, you know, your legacy. And, you know, for me now, I'm a grandparent. That's a little different um, part of the the legacy pattern. And what can I do to to help um, so that, you know, when they're grandparents and, um, and it's interesting, I just look back and see where, you know, I grew up in a church. Uh, It was a Lutheran church. My grandfather's uh, grandmother lived a block one way uh, up until I was five, my mom and dad uh, had an apartment two blocks the opposite direction. So we were at church all the time, you know, catechism, choir, everybody sang in the choir, mm-hmm. grandma, grandpa, mom and dad, yeah, all the kids, you know, as we grew up, we were all in the choir. So we kind of grew up in a, in a church environment. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, to me, it's just the importance of, you know, in Proverbs, it talks about train up a child. Mm-hmm. And I think, to me, you know, I, I think, <clears throat> you know, growing up, knowing Jesus, um, that's just important. To me, it's like right now to listen to the grandkids say their prayers or, mm. or give a blessing at dinner. I mean, that just warms my heart, yeah, yeah. you know. And uh, a lot of that is, you know, Logan and Amanda, the job they're doing as parents. But also, Logan grew up in Covenant Church. So next year is like the 30th anniversary of Covenant Church We we were, went to the very first service, Easter Sunday, 1993, and, um, you know, we've been here ever since. So we've seen a lot of, of growth and uh, a lot more growth to come. So let me ask you this. So my daughter's in uh, sixth grade, my son's in second. What do you, what, have you had that moment where you feel like your legacy or how you thought about legacy has changed as you've seen him have kids? Well, I've been relieved, yeah, yeah. you know, in that regard, because... Um, you know, Logan probably, you know, played a lot of sports growing up. He In middle school, he played all three, football, basketball, baseball. Um, so sports was very important to our lives. But it also, you know, it's as a, a men, okay, we, we don't have to just worry about our family. Like mm-hmm. when Logan was 12, I finally got to coach Little League, okay. Mm-hmm. But the rule was uh, the manager was uh, Will Sneed. So Will said, okay, here's the deal. You coach your son. I'll coach your son. Okay. So we, you know, we didn't really have that, you know, parent son kind of thing going, which I've always thought was good. But to that point, what I meant is that, you know, Logan growing up has always had other men Mm -hmm. pour into him, Mm -hmm. you know, Will uh, Sneed, again, it's very solid Christian guy. We used to say prayers, you know, before every game Mm -hmm. Um, in high school, peanut Langston, we used to, you know, for a public school, you know, put a Bible verse on the back of their T-shirts, yeah. uh, that type of thing. Um, you know, Legion Ball, you know, we had Brandon Hodges, who's a, you know, solid person. Uh, we played some AAU ball, and uh, Tommy Thompson was the, the manager. And again, his wife was a, a pastor at Oakmont. So it's just not, you know, it. what's that old saying about takes a village? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's to me, it's, you know, Sherry and I, yes, um, but it, it's partly our church, you know, and, and how 
you know, we, we had 700 and some kids for, for vacation Bible school. Yeah, right. So it's that and other people, other men, other Christian men that can pour into somebody. Right, and right. I think that's, that's important. So, um, what do you think? How about you? What do you think as far as, as far as legacy goes? If you had a moment where you feel like, <clears throat> remind me how your kids again? Three twins are three and Riley's five. Yeah, so, so you're still, still still pretty young. Yeah, you're still early yeah. in the game, son. So what yeah. do you think? So as far as when you became a father, do you have you have you thought any differently about legacy or or at all? I have. You know, initially legacy to me and and leaving a legacy. I think a lot of times as men we think of physical items mm. and like money mm. or whatever it may be. And while those things are nice to leave, because I do think that's important to an extent. I think. It's not so much what I leave for them physically, but what I what I leave in them. Yeah, um, and I think that's you know, Branson talked about talked about you know sharpening arrows and sending them into the world. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where I'm at right now is I'm sharpening those arrows for one day to them go out and and be you know be the people we so, need in this world. That's a great. That's a good. That's a good word. So if you if you could draw it up. What would you, if you could leave, you know, I hate to put you in the spot here, but two, three, two, yeah, exactly. Two or three things that you could leave that your kids would have non-material, like you're talking about, what would it be? For me, um, grace, mercy, and patience. Do you struggle with any of this? All three. <laughs> I was just saying, patience, I'm like, hmm, yeah, I wish I could leave that, but I don't have it. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> and especially with three young kids that yeah. age, it, it can just be haywire. Yeah, yeah. And and so patience, mercy, and grace for me, um, you know, <laughs> a lot of times I find myself struggling that, you know, with myself. Mm. And so it correlates into, you know, you know, struggling those with raising my kids also. Mm-hmm. But I've learned that when I, you know, we get better, I hate to use the term results, but better results out of my kids if I show them these those three things versus not. Yeah, yeah. the old classic adage of not do as I say, not as I, not as I do. Right. I, one of my notes here was from one of Branson's sermons. Again, it was um, make sure you have plenty of fruit and faith when you get to the end of your life. Mm. So being being my age, you can start seeing the you know yeah, you're yeah, praying yeah. that hey I I'm around for my granddaughter's weddings and those kinds of things you know yeah. that would be awesome but you know the fruit like Logan said it's not the material things the yeah. fruit is my are, is Logan and my grandkids and, yeah. and hopefully their kids that they know the Lord walk in the Lord and you know the world is a tougher and tougher you know place to be nowadays so that even takes more, um, you know, due diligence to, to make sure you're feeding them so that they have the, the words, the power to, to stand up to the world and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So I think you got, those are both the good things. I think the one thing you made me think about too is like having kids almost for, you have two options. I think you can just raise them and just sort of let them, just let them go and see where they land. Or it just, you have to be super intentional. And I say this meaning like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. A hundred percent for sure. But it's like uh, anger and a short temper is one of the things that I I can struggle with sometimes. And man, one of the most humbling things I think is, um, is when I see my kids struggle and have, and it's particularly my son, he can have some just short bursts of anger, um, and nothing crazy, but just, you can see it in them and it, 
it, it breaks my heart a little bit because it's like, that's me. Like, yeah. that's me. And so the same thing when you say patience and grace and all those things, it's like in the way of having a kid, it, you make him better, but then he makes me better because I can see an instant reflection of who I am. Not who I say I am, but who I actually am. I can see it in my son and my daughter. And it's like one of the most humbling things. Um, and I think that's so rewarding too is when you see the flip side of it is, you know, especially my oldest daughter because she can speak better and, and has more, you know, has seen different things more for a couple more years than my other kids. But, you know, there's times where, where I've heard her say things to her brother and her sister. I'm like, where are you hearing that? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Amanda will look at me and be like, sounds familiar to me. You know, I'm oh, going, yeah, yeah. oh, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> and, um, but then on the flip side is, you know, going back to the grace and mercy and patience thing, when, when I've been intentional and in, in showing those things to her, seeing her be that way with them i'm going yes yeah yeah, yeah right nailed it like right and and so that's really a driving factor for me is seeing the good through them right. versus the bad qualities right <laughs> and and the one thing um that i think about too is what's interesting about leaving a legacy is i was just a couple of days before i just been thinking about this conversation is i i think about my ancestors and like okay i know my i know my grandparents on both sides I have a brief recollection of my great grandfather, um, and then after that, it's like I don't know their names on a paper, and to me, that's that's scary because it's like it's not it's not the money, like you said, it's not the material stuff that gets left behind. I am a part of them certainly, and what and how I behave and the legacy I leave, but it's all non-material, and but that scares me because I can't think much past two generations. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, but it's just something that kind of blows my mind if I think about it much. Well, I mean, to that point, it's kind of interesting um when my grandfather passed away on my mom's side um i got this level okay it's it's an mm. antique for sure okay mm -hmm. we had initials on it so we traced who the initials would have belonged to and and it was um i think logan having it would have been eight generations ago so mm. and that family owned like a a mason business back in the day you know yep. this was before the the depression hit mm. and uh, kind of wiped them out during yeah. the depression but uh, right so to me it, and then logan ended up in construction you know that was <laughs> that's kinda, yeah that was that's what like, i mean that's that the was kind of like, like yeah that was kind of like wow you know you know your great 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 however many greats there is right um and that level's hanging in my house that's yeah. awesome on yeah. the wall yeah. And that's what I love, especially how we talk about like Jacob and Esau, it's all these things and the changes are, all the changes that he made and he got a new name, <clears throat> it changed it for generations to come, but far beyond just the eight or how many ever generations, it just pushes on past. But yeah, that's, that's incredible. Um, one, one question I have too, as I was thinking about this is, and whichever you guys want to step up to the plate first, I don't have the answer to this yet as I think through it, but what do you think... As a grandfather, a father, as a father, what do you think your legacy is? And I mean that by what is it now? And then versus what do you want it to be? Because um, me and a guy are talking about a conversation of, well, I know what I want it to be. And I think often I confuse it with that's what it is. You know, that's that's what my legacy is. And I look back on my, every of my day, I'm like, well, I probably spent too much time on my phone. Um, I have all my daily priorities. And I'm like, am I really, am I really stacking up to what I want my legacy to be? So the question is, and I'm, as I ramble, I apologize, but what do you think your legacy is? And what do you want it to be? I'll try to answer that because, you know, you, yeah, that's tough. I, yeah. you know, you spend X amount of years in a career. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and as much as I loved what I did and love what I'm doing, um, I think what I love more is when people say how I help them. Okay, in other words, um, little things like they couldn't walk and I'd give them a golf cart ride to the yeah, stadium yeah. during football and, and those kind of things. Or, you know, they struggled and, you know, I helped them find a, a better seat that, that yeah. could accommodate them so they could keep coming to the games because they're passionate pirate fans, those kind of things. But that kind of uh, help and attitude in those things comes from how you're brought up, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, to me, it's a little easier because I, I can look at, you know, for example, when Logan was growing up, particularly in high school, when high school was in college, those are those years of, you know, do you rebel and all those kinds of things. But what I always took pride in was people would tell me about Logan is, hey, you don't have to worry about Logan. He's he's going to be okay, you know, and that he makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. or, or even nowadays with people that interact with them on business situations talk about, you know, working with them. So mm -hmm. to me, I, I kind of can see my legacy yep, okay, sure. in that regard and and the three grandkids. And again, I think, uh, what was it? The one, let me point it out here. Um, <clears throat> Genesis 35, verse 11. I am God almighty. Be fruitful and increase in number. Well, he and Amanda have done a lot better job than <laughs> yeah, his yeah. mom and dad did in increasing in number. So well, each of them have three kids. Though. Yeah, man, that'd be cool. <laughs> they were going to uh, forget about anyhow, it. Yeah. But uh I guess that's, I don't know if that answered your question yeah, or not, yeah, yeah. but, you know, I think um, I think a lot of times you get hung up on making your legacy, you know, what your job was or what, For you, sure. like you said, like Branson said, you know, we, we, it's not what we accumulate, the physical things, it's the eternal things that you can pour into people that, you know, they can sustain to the next generation and next generation. And as he said, in you know, a thousand generations. Yeah, right. I mean, I can see him now standing up in church. You know, who wouldn't want your family to be blessed a thousand generations? Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, you think about where we are, and I'm in for that one. You know, yeah, if, right. if the Lord blesses my family for the next thousand generations, right. that, that, that's awesome. Well, I love what you said, too, as you give you a second to think of your answer. Yeah. But I love what you said, too, about the little things you do in the day. <clears throat> it's not the It's not the you know, the car you helped someone pay for. It's not that big ticket things you did. Um, but I can even think we went, we, <laughs> we had a stop at Bojangles last week and there's a guy in front of us who was like, he was getting something and it was like seven bucks and some change. And he had $7 and it was like seven fifty four. He had seven, $7. He didn't have a change. And I'm behind him and I'm sitting there waiting for him, kind of being, being impatient. <laughs> and I waited for him to go get, get his son to go get change in the car. And I thought, I got back in the car or whatever, got, we got our, well, actually we didn't get our food. That's another story, but, um, I didn't pay for his meal and I'm like, it's seven bucks. I instantly could have been like, Hey, just, I got it. Like, just, just tack it on. And I don't, and I didn't do it. <clears throat> and I just think not to say I'm doing that for my legacy, but I think if my heart is right, that stuff should just be pouring out of me. I should just do those things a little bit every day, you know, like every day. And, um, I think that's a big thing of how you get, how your legacy is cemented. It's just those things. And like I said, I didn't do it. Um, so I love what you said about that. Just little things throughout the day. So how about you, man? What you think? What legacy, what is your legacy is now and what do you want it to be? I think, you know, now, and I'm still pretty young, but you know, now is probably all those things my dad said, I guess, you know, 
I'm probably known more for my profession, my previous sports stuff, maybe, you know, maybe a hard worker, um, a go-getter type of, of person, which is all good, but it's not, you know, I want it to, you know, I guess going to where I want my legacy to be. I, I still want to continue to obtain all those things, but, you know, when somebody mentions Logan Hessert, you know, I, I want there to be, you know, that's a man after God's heart also. Mm. And I, you know, I, I think that, um, sometimes that lacks in the, the same sentence with <laughs> all those other good things, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And Hey, that guy, you know, raised his children in a way to be an heir to go into the world to, um, you know, to continue that legacy. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I went back and, um, Branson said this a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, but, you know, talked about showing our kids, you know, how great our God is and that our kids are going to look at their father and figure out what their heavenly father is like Mm. and how sometimes it can feel like a burden, but it's a huge responsibility. And, um, you know, that's something that I hope I can achieve. Mm. And I'm striving to achieve. That's a. Uh, you think? <laughs> yeah, no. You made me think of. Uh, we talked to a guy named Ron Grace uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was one of twelve. He had eleven siblings, uh, no father, and um, he taught. And so that he he comes to my mind instantly. You say that because he he is a godly man, and he is he's incredible. Um, but he didn't have that. He didn't have a father to look to. Um, and, he, and he talks, he's open, he talks about it and stuff. But it's just, I think that, because that's instantly what I go to, is the same place as you, is when I think about a heavenly father, you think of your own father. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good word. Yeah, I think, again, that's sometimes painful for some people, you know, if they didn't have that relationship mm-hmm. with their earthly father or to even know who their earthly father is. I mean, I know that's a huge problem in the United States is fatherlessness. Um, so again, that's where I think, um, other men, you know, need yep. to adopt if, in a, if not legal adoption per se, yeah. but you know, it, it, sometimes that is needed, but you know, even just from a, like say a brotherhood perspective, you know, doing things that we can include you know, those families that are coming to our church that they may not have a, an earthly father actively involved in their life right now. You know, we can we can be that that person, I think. Uh, um, but even adding to that, you know, the one and, and I'm very blessed and, and thankful that I've had the upbringing that I've had and have my father. But, you know, sometimes as kids, we can be rebellious against mm-hmm. our own fathers. And yeah. it's funny how many times I, I've continued to try to you know, pour into my kids this, 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 and they totally rebel against it. But as soon as somebody else brings it to their attention or or asks them to do something, maybe just slightly different, boom, they get it. And it's like, and, and so that part of it is so important because you know, there was probably times I was rebellious against you and mom, but yeah, I think I, a couple. I've had, you know, I, I did have all those other you know, father-like men in my life that poured into me, and and that was huge. I yeah, mean, that yeah. was just as important. 
it's funny because I don't know which which you two said it, but it made me think of I think it was you talking about how you're speaking of Logan and like saying you don't have nothing to worry about. He's a good he's a good kid, and I say this humbly. Sometimes I'll hear that about my kids, like oh your kids are very very well behaved. They are just angels and as soon as you shut that car door and get back in there they turn into different people dude and you're like but i think it's to your point where it's like they know what they can get away with when they're with me and my wife and with other people though um that's why i think it's and i've had this conversation with my son recently he's making some new friends and i'm like you got to be careful you surround yourself with because you become them and i've made that mistake in my life but uh you'll listen to them sometimes more than you listen to me. And I don't care. They're probably in second grade and you'll still take what they say more than what I say. So, well, it is the balancing world. Sometimes when maybe one of the grandkids is, let's say misbehaving, Mm -hmm. I always remind, you know, Logan, because one of the sermons was, you know, our children are a blessing. Obviously Mm -hmm. I said, remember you are a blessing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's (laughs) That's a good good uh, reminder. (laughs) Blessing from the Lord. I think it was. Yeah. Yes. My wife, obviously, uh, was your kid's teacher last year. And one thing I think she brought up you, um, bringing your grandkids to school a lot of times. And I think, like I said, I think that's just the little things. And then that stood out to me too, is that's what I want to be when, if, and when I become a grandfather is to give them my presence versus giving them presence. Um, no, not to say I'm not going to give them presence too, but give them my, my, my existence, give them my presence with them versus just giving them things, you know? Well, and I think that's really, you know, as you look back, you know, again, we buy them lots of stuff, you know, particularly if they play in sports and all those kind of things. But to me, it's the intentional time you invest. And sometimes that may hurt some people in their career development if they're looking strictly that way. But, you know, me, I mean, my wife's cleaning out the, you know, closets that are full of photographs, you know, she, you know, she kind of uh, ribs me a little bit because, you know, we didn't get a, a VCR or one of those video recorders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kept saying, no, we don't need one. You know, first steps go and all that stuff. As soon as Logan starts playing sports, Boom. I need a VCR. You got yourself <laughs> over the shoulder. <laughs> you know, absolutely. And those were big things back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but uh, have all the sports stuff. But, yeah. you know, I think, again, the intentional time of, you know, whatever season it was, you know, we're either playing baseball going to the park or, you know, going, playing basketball in the driveway, football, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And, yeah. you know, so to me, and, and when, you know, you play with your kid, it does take time for when Logan was like, you know, I forget five, six, seven, whatever. And we used to play basketball in the house. I mean, it was, it, you couldn't just start playing a little game. He had to introduce all the players, you know, oh, he, he, he knew all the pirates starting lineup, you yeah, know, yeah. starting a guard, you know, number oh, five, right. Lester Lyons, you know, I mean, yeah. it was, so it, it's cool. Those are, are, you know, but I think, again, intentional time. Yep. Um, and, and that's, to me, is really important, too. And now as grandparents, you know, trying to get time, you yeah. know, with the grandkids and things like that. I mean, I feel bad for people that, you know, have to go to court, you know, to get time with their yeah, grandkids right. or something like right. that because of certain situations right. and families nowadays and things right. like that. But um that, yeah. yeah, that intentionality is definitely important. And, um, you know, it, it's, we were lucky because we shared the same, you know, love of sports, um, but it's not always that way. Yeah. And, you know, or, you know, you may have a daughter or um, a son who 
doesn't love sports or doesn't share a common interest. And I think it's just as important to, you know, <laughs> you, you don't want to fake that you enjoy doing something, but you, you do enjoy spending time with your kids and especially your son. And so if, if it's not sports, if, if they want to read a book, if they want to, you know, my son's three, if he wants to build blocks, you know, Hey, let's go throw baseball. I don't want to, I want to do this. Well, that's okay. Yeah, I just right. want to be with you, you know? And I, and I think that's the most important thing. That's so good. My, uh, <clears throat> not to make this about me, but you may, you make me think of my daughter, my daughter, uh, my wife is not a cheerleading person, but my daughter just tried out for the cheerleading team and she made it. And today's actually her first game. And she, uh, I'm a little emotional today, but she is, she is over the moon, man. And like, she's so excited. Her, today's her first game. It's going to get her out there socially. And, um, she'll, I've just seen her come out of her shell through cheerleading. And normally, I. <clears throat> Good gracious, must have been something I ate this morning. <laughs> normally, I would go to this football game. It's just a middle school football game, and normally I go and I pay attention to the to the to the game. And um, not anymore. Yeah. yeah, man, it's like now I'm gonna watch her, man. It's like, and so I love what you say about you meet you kind of meet them where they are, where their interests are, and it's funny how all of a sudden you become engulfed in whatever it is they're doing because it's bringing you together. Um, so that's a that's a that's that's good stuff. You know, still in intentionality and time, you know, as, you know, when when you go through college and, and you get married and, and before you have kids, you know, you get used to, you know, your buddy's call or, you know, go fishing or hunting or go, yep. go to a game or, or go out to eat or do whatever it may be. But, you know, now, you know, I say no to those things a lot mm. now. And sometimes I don't want to, yep. um, but I want to spend time with my family more and I know that's more important. That's awesome. And and one day, you know, I will have an opportunity to do those things in due time. But right now, you know, I'm needed here. Gosh, that's, man, that's that is so. I think that's awesome because uh, your kids are watching too, yeah. <clears throat> and they're seeing you choose your wife, and your family over these other things like fishing. Not to say fishing these things are bad, but it's like one of our good friends say when you say yes to something, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So even though you're saying yes to going out and being gone on a weekend or do whatever, you're saying really saying no to spending time with your family. Um, I think it's, you know, it's okay to say yes sometimes. Sure. Yeah. yeah I'm not saying that either. Saying, right. Yeah, right. 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 I wasn't trying to say that, but I feel like you, you know. were, I feel like you were being like, you just need to sell the rods and everything. Yeah. Man, yeah. Done with it. No, I agree. I agree with you. Um, for sure. Um, was there anything else you guys want to add? No, I think, um, to me, you know, I kind of, um, talked about, you know, fighting for our kids, you know, and I think, um, I forget what the song we sang at church on Sunday was, but it was like, you know, fighting in the battle and all those things that we are in a battle, you know, and particularly our kids, your kids, his kids, uh, growing up in the world that we, we grow up in today, um, to me, I was reading this book. It's called uh, "Grandparenting with a Purpose," mm. and so it talked about. Um, and let me just: prayer is the greatest gift we can give a grandchild. So, to me, that's you know, we, you know, and Nehemiah talked about fighting for your family and those types of things. Um, you know, we can't go out and obviously physically fight because right. then we're you know, you know, gotta do it. But the way we fight as Christians is, is in prayer. And so I think that's, to me, more and more and more and more. Um, you know, I'm, I haven't been the best prayer warrior in our family. My wife is awesome. She, uh, in fact, if she does the blessing at dinner, I 
kid people sometimes that the, the, the meal gets cold sometimes because, you know, she's, she starts praying. <laughs> she loves to pray. And, uh, I'll need to learn how, how to pray like that myself. Yep. And I'm working on that. And, uh, so, um, to me, that's, that's really where it is too, is, um, we need to be men of prayer for our kids, our grandkids and their, and our great grandkids, um, because that's, that's the world we live in now. And that's how we have to fight our battles, you yeah. know? So I think piggybacking off of that too, um, you know, prayerful and, and knowing scripture for certain situations. And, and that's something that I've not been very good at either, either is scripture memory. But another thing Branson said that I thought was so good was, you know, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so instead of me rushing to, you know, handle this situation or being impatient with this situation, if I can if I can nail in that scripture and use it, then you know, I have that weapon to use. Yeah. Right. And 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 hopefully they carry it with them too. Right. And, I can say I'm definitely guilty of that same thing. <clears throat> same thing, um, just not knowing it. But, but then when you read it, you're like, "This is spot on, spot on." Um, beats it, beats anything else out there. Um, and I love your thing about fighting too, man. Like, uh, maybe not in the physical sense, but I think every day you still have to fight for your legacy and cement it for whatever whatever it is you want it to be. Um, well, I appreciate you having you guys on. Sure. Um, awesome. It's been awesome. Yeah, thanks um, for having us, fellow fellow Ohioan here <laughs> yeah. too. So. Um, but one thing as we close up too, is I just think about legacy is just for each and every, if you're driving or whatever it is that you're doing is just stop and think about your legacy. Um, because we're all, we all are going to die eventually. And I just think of how do you want to be remembered? And then, w- and if you, how are you actually going to be remembered? How do you want to be remembered? And I think one thing that I need to do is just ask your spouse, man, like, what is my legacy? You got to be real with me. What is my legacy right now? And then what is it? And what, you know, make the changes you got to do, I think, to fight for it. Well, and that, that, back to another lesson from a sermon, it only takes one person to change the entire culture yeah. of people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, if anybody's listening, I mean, that could be you. Yeah, that right. could be you Amen. right now. I mean, you don't have to... to uh, absorb whatever the past history was if it's if it's been a negative situation you can change it moving forward right so that's good stuff man um well yeah man i appreciate it and as we close up to october 14th is the naked breakfast um so hope to see you there as always appreciate the support Uh, subscribe to it share it and we'll see you next time